0: You are now listening to the Diet Doc Movement Podcast. A show all about macros. Mindset. And movement. Hosted by us, Alexa Miller. Meredith River. Meredith and Alexa, we're back on the mic with the Diet Doc Movement podcast to talk about all things mindset, movement, and macros. And we have brought on a very special guest who has a really unique niche in the nutrition space. And we are so excited to dive into this as it's something that I've personally been exploring the last couple of years. I know Alexa has been exploring through her fertility journey and and uh, all things womanhood. So, Corey, thank you so much for being here. We're so excited to chat with you. Tell us a little bit about yourself, how you got started in the field of nutrition, and what led you ultimately to your specific niche of women's health.
1: Yeah. Um, so, I'm a registered dietitian, and I also I have PCOS and I, you know, growing up and going, you know, going through puberty and all that good stuff, it, I was totally in the dark about p- what, what PCOS is, what it, what it was, what I was going through. And I felt just so isolated. And like I was, my, my body was broken and that I was different and blah, blah, blah. Um, and it wasn't until you know I got older and I started understanding that this isn't a diagnosis, this is a, a condition that I have, um, and I realized what a huge connection there is between nutrition and diet um, and blood sugar and PCOS. And so I actually was, I was already becoming a dietitian and I had no idea what I wanted to do with that. I worked all kinds of jobs and we'll talk a little bit about that, that were not so fun. So I thought, you know what, this is a a gap. There's a huge gap in care for women with PCOS. Um, when we go to the doctor, we're told either take birth control, lose weight or come back when you want to get pregnant. So um, that's not acceptable for, for me, and um, certainly not the standard of care that I think that women of PCOS deserve and need. So um, so I thought, you know, I, I feel like I'm the perfect person to bridge the gap. So that's what I've dedicated my, my life and career to doing. Um, and it's just been an amazing journey. I've met so many wonderful women, and I've been able to help so many women understand um, from kind of the PCOS symptom management side of things, what's happening in their bodies, why, what they can do about it outside of a traditional medical setting where, of course, there's lots of help that they can get there, but there's also lots of other things to consider outside of that. Um, And also when it comes to that fertility connection, PCOS is a leading cause of infertility. So what can we do to optimize fertility outside of you know, taking medication and going through IVF, which can definitely be warranted um, in many cases, but there's also lots we can do on the other side of things too. And definitely, you know, things to explore um, either concurrently or outside of going that route. So yeah, so that's kind of what what I decided to take my my career towards. And, um, and I opened up my doors to my private practice in the beginning of 2019. And it's just been, um, it's been great since then. I've, I love every minute of my job.
2: Before we get any further, let's just kind of define what PCOS is and who it affects. I feel like it's just kind of a wide range of people.
1: Yeah. So PCOS stands for polycystic ovary syndrome. And, um, it is, yes, there's lots of different, like, um, PCOS looks different on everyone. I always say, and that's what makes it one of the trickiest, most complex conditions out there when we're talking about women's health. Um, and so to, to be diagnosed, we'll start with diagnostic criteria to be diagnosed with PCOS. You either, you have to meet two out of three of the following criteria. So one, irregular periods. Two, you either have elevated androgens, which are male sex hormones via blood work, or you have the symptoms of them. And that could look like acne, facial or body hair growth hair loss on the head. Um, And the third one is having polycystic ovaries on an ultrasound. So you must have a pelvic ultrasound to see that, but it's really a misnomer because we think of cysts, right? And we think of those, uh ovarian cysts that can burst and they're really painful and they you know they rupture those are actually not the same type of cysts we're talking about in pcos you can have you can definitely have those too but the type of cysts and that's why a lot of us are advocating for a change in the name of the condition are really just underdeveloped immature little follicles that are basically competing to ovulate and nobody wins and that's why PCOS is the leading cause of infertility because we're not ovulating. So um, so that you have to meet two out of three of those, but you know, and that's where it gets tricky because I have women coming to me, hey, I have a totally regular period. I don't think I have PCOS. Eh, you still could if you meet the other criteria. Um, and there's lots of women in this kind of gray area who have one, one of those symptoms or, you know, and it's just this big question mark. So, um, but it, I will say it is very common in women PCOS to have insulin issues. So blood sugar regulation problems. Um, it's very common to have irregular periods and it's really common to have some of those elevations and things like testosterone, which can cause like the, the facial, the body hair growth and those types of symptoms.
0: You had um, mentioned insulin sensitivity, and I think that that's probably as a registered dietitian where that bridge is gap from diagnosis of potentially having PCOS and where food comes into play. So how how do you intertwine the two or like where do you start when you have a new client that's like, I've been diagnosed this and I want to take kind of a holistic means to get started to heal my body and work with my body. So what would be that first step for
1: you? Yeah. So there's kind of, there's, there's a couple of routes you could go. Um, The ideal, like the most perfect scenario is I'm able to run some testing on them because you know, when, when we're treating a patient, the more data we have, the better. And you'd be shocked at how many women come to work with me and they haven't had uh, lab work done in many, many, many years. So we have no idea, you know, what are, what, what, what are we working with in terms of lab work and PCOS because someone who has those elevations and androgens, um, you know, they're gonna have a very different profile than someone who doesn't, who maybe more has like adrenal-based PCOS, so very stress-driven, and that's harder to capture in blood work. So um, anyway, so if we could do testing, I love, I run what's called the Dutch Hormone Test, and that is my favorite tool to really take a deep dive into what's happening with your hormones. Um, the advantage of that is uh, we get to look, you know much, much, much deeper on this, you know type smaller scale as far as what's happening with all of your hormones individually. Um, when we go to the doctors, you know, we we fight to get tests and then we get like an email with a bunch of acronyms and numbers. and it's like, okay, am I dying? Yes, no, like checkbox. Like it's very confusing. We don't get any explanation. So I like to sit down with patients. We talk for an hour. We go through exactly what's happening in their bodies, hormone wise. And I find that that's the best place to start because women have a, finally a real understanding of what's happening in their bodies. And it's validating. I have clients sometimes cry, you know, they've never actually been and explained um, what's happening in their body. So if we can start there, that's the ideal. Um, But if not, you know, we can I I have been doing this for long enough to where I can listen and hear what their symptoms are, what they're dealing with, and then kind of go from there as far as guidance. So with PCOS, there's lots of moving parts to treatment. Nutrition and diet I think is is, is the number one. Um, we can't talk about balancing blood sugar outside of what we're eating, how we're eating, when we're eating. So that's, that's first and foremost. Um, we dive into exercise and movement uh, we talk about stress, that's a huge one. A lot of us with PCOS have inflammation issues and cortisol issues, which cortisol is our stress hormone. So we really have to take a look at that and prioritize how to get that under control, easier said than done. That's like the hardest part, uh, but it is. it can be really crucial, especially if you have more of that adrenal driven PCOS. Uh, we look at gut health and digestion. There's lots of more research <clears throat> coming out about gut bacteria and what's happening inside of our gut and our microbiome, how that's influencing things like mood, uh, weight, fatigue, energy levels, all that stuff. So taking a look at that too. um, uh, Other things that can be helpful, cycle tracking, if you have irregular cycles, understanding how to predict uh, when your period is coming is so helpful and so illuminating. We really don't get enough of that when we're in school. It's like, oh yeah, take birth control, or that you just assume to have this perfect 28 day cycle. That's actually not the reality for like even women who don't have PCOS. Yes. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> so, um, but it, yeah, so it's, that's really helpful. Um, but going back to the nutrition piece, if, you know, if you were to ask me, what is, what, it, what are the kind of the key points surrounding nutrition for PCOS? It really is blood sugar management. Whether or not you have this picture of insulin resistance, right? And we talk about insulin kind of usually in in the context of diabetes. Um, Blood sugar is super important. PCOS or not, but really important for those who have PCOS, even if that insulin resistance is not a component. Um, because our blood sugar can impact our androgen levels and our cortisol. So both of those really matter when we're talking about PCOS, and especially when we're talking about cycle regulation, fertility, ovulation, those types of things. So working on blood sugar control is so key. And it's, um, I, I harp on it all day long, so I could talk for years. But uh, I will say that we, we do live, especially, you know, here in the US in this kind of um, very just kind of carb centric food society. And that's just a product of where our food culture has gone, where convenience has gone. Um, You know, if you go out to dinner, if you go to like an Italian restaurant, you know, maybe you sit down, you get uh, breadsticks as an appetizer, you get a side salad with croutons and sugary dressing, you get pasta, maybe you get a, a cocktail and then you get dessert. So it's like carb, 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 carb. And you don't really realize how that's influencing your blood sugar. Um a lot of us go a long time, we, we're busy, we're with working, and then we come home and we eat this big meal at the end of the night. That's not great for blood sugar either. Um, we're really talking about consistency and really making sure we're being mindful of protein and fiber and fat intake over that carbohydrate intake. So it's teaching teaching clients and women with PCOS kind of how to to realign, you know, or to, to kind of shift their perspective on how they're viewing what foods are and how to pair them together um, to eat for better blood sugar control. So that's whether or not they have that classic insulin resistance. It's still really important. And I find I can make such huge strides in androgen control and ovulation when I help them to optimize their blood sugar. So that's where I start. I think I could have used you Corey about, um, 10 years ago. <laughs>
2: <That's> <laughs> Hello. Later. All right. But man, this is so powerful. I feel like like honestly what you do i just have never heard of anybody else even doing this yeah i think it is so needed and so important and i think the main thing too is what i've heard from you so far today is health is number one you know you're not trying to say if you're an overweight client that has pcos the first thing you need to do is lose some weight and when you lose weight come back we'll see if we can get you pregnant you know it's like let's, let's attack this from a holistic. Health approach, movement, stress, mm-hmm.
1: nutrition, and there's just not a lot of people out there that are doing anything like this. So I applaud you for that. Yes. Oh, thank you. I appreciate that, and I do agree. There's, there's, you know, not enough of us talking about that that connection between your whole body and this condition, um, and what we can do to make improvements outside of weight loss, the pill, metformin, you know, all of those things, which can be helpful. But yes.
0: A lot of the um, information that you put out that really drew me in was the fact that you, you really didn't take a black and white approach to it. It wasn't that we'll lose weight and, and that should fix it, you know, or, you know, stop eating gluten and that should fix it. It wasn't this black and white approach as far as do this, not that you take this. I mean, just from your, your response alone, there's such a spectrum of things to look at and to work with. And it's a very, an all-inclusive approach, as opposed to let's exclude this and then maybe try to exclude that thing and then exclude the next thing to figure out how to help. So I really appreciate you too, kind of taking that that broader lens approach to work with women. What do you think? Uh, do this, not that, as opposed to the approach that you're taking.
1: Mm. Um, that's a good question. I just actually I just answered that in one of my comments yesterday on one of my uh, reels. Somebody said, well, what you know? Why are so many Uh, I don't know what they call them, influencers. I doubt they said providers or practitioners, but people, why are so many people um, just recommending, you know, eliminate gluten and dairy for for PCOS? Um, I'm not them, so I can't say hundred percent, but I'll tell you what my theories are. My my first theory is that it is an easy thing to do. It's an easy piece of advice to give. Um, It's lazy advice because it's unsubstantiated by clinical research. Um, but it is like a, it's like one small thing you can do, right? Like if I'm contributing to an article, um, for a magazine and they're saying, you know, what are, what are three tips for weight loss? It's like, oh God. Um, and they want, but they don't, they don't want to hear the nitty gritty, right? They don't want to go, they don't want me to go into the science. They're, they're here for like the drink more water. So it's easy to digest and, uh, pun intended, you know, it's, it's easy for people to, to implement. Um, and that's very uh, appealing because people are always looking for. Of course, that's human nature. I myself included. We're looking for the easiest route. So, um, so the, I think it's it's appealing because of that. And I also think that the whole demonizing, you know, certain food groups and certain foods is a trendy thing. We see that all the time. You know. Take out sugar, take out soy, take out, and it's often coming from people who are just jumping on the bandwagon with it. And they're not really diving into what's the research telling us. Um, But also research or not, you know, taking out, eliminating foods and food groups is really hard to do in the long run. And I, I doubt people who are, who, who were doing the keto diet, you know, we talk about keto a lot, especially in PCOS, um, and it's kind of dying down. I feel like now, but, um, a couple of years ago, we were really talking about keto and I was telling, you know, my my colleagues, I wonder if we, we follow up, if we were to follow up with these people. 15 years down the road, if they were still in the, doing the ketogenic diet, you know, it's really hard to do that. Yeah. And PCOS like many health conditions is lifelong. There's no cure. So you, it's a daily process. It's a daily journey Um, and we have to continuously, you know, change up what we're doing and, and make strides to kind of, you know, remedy our symptoms. So, um, so I think that something like that, is, is appealing, it's trendy and it's like one small thing people can do and people gravitate to that because they want that easy fix. But in reality, there is no easy fix. And I, I, I try not to say that in a way that, that um, sounds negative, but it, it, you know it, it is kind of the truth that PCOS, as with many health conditions, it's your whole body that, that's involved. So I hope that helps answer that. I think that's why, who knows? And also to make money. I will say that too. Um, they make a lot of money with really easy blanket statements. Um, and I get that everyone has to make a living, but, um, it's very lazy advice to me, in my opinion. You're speaking our
2: language, Corey. (laughs) I know Mary's about to just say it, but we deal with this all the time in our own, um, with our own clients and, and, um, yeah, it's just, it's one of those things where it's like, it's not a sexy sell. It is, Right, and work exactly. and it's it's whole uh, exercise nutrition stress movement it's not just do this one thing and, and yes. you will see results, so we definitely hear you on that. <laughs> yes,
1: exactly yeah that's a good point it's not a sexy cell that's a really good way to put it um if i yeah like telling you to take out gluten and dairy is much like much easier and sexier than uh like to lose weight for PCOS than actually telling you you should track your calories well, uh track your macros whoa, you know like those things are proven time and time again to work out. you know like it yeah it's not as appealing to the masses i think yeah <laughs>
0: So can you dive into how stress will influence our symptoms of PCOS and our sleep? And you've kind of made voice that they're all just as important as our nutrition, but is there anything specifically that you're looking for to improve on um, in those facets?
1: Yeah. So um, the stress one is huge and it is like the the way that I describe it to clients is there is no magic fix for that. There's no magic pill. There's no way that I can you know, put you through my program and take it all away. Um, it's really learning how to better adapt to stressors in your life. And just to put it in really layman terms, women, a a lot of us with PCOS who have more adrenal based PCOS our our bodies and our specifically I'm talking about our hormones and our cycles are more sensitive to stress. Our body registers stress on the totally different level. And it goes into shutdown reproductive function mode. So, um, we really have to be mindful of stress load. And one of the ways you can look at your stress levels, if you're thinking, okay, like, is this playing a role that Dutch hormone test does test cortisol. If you go to the doctor and ask for cortisol checks, you know, they're probably looking at like cushion, Cushing's or Addison's, which is not what we're talking about. This is not life or death, but it is impactful. We're talking about symptoms and kind of of exacerbating your condition. So um, stress is huge. And we talk a lot about stress management, stress, you know, self-care, stress tactics, how to just to kind of, um, you know, you can't take stress off of your plate. You can't take stress out of your life. You can delegate. You can push things off of your plate, of course. But um, new stresses are going to pop up, right? It's like whack-a-mole. You take care of one and something else pops up. So you've really got to learn um, how to be your own buffer and how to put preventative mechanisms in place as far as how can I, the stress is going to come at me, but how can I try to set up systems so that it doesn't impact my whole body. And I feel it from head to toe and then it exacerbates my PCOS. So, um, I do dive into that with clients. Um, the sleep piece, (laughs) I feel like sleep is one of the least sexy. I don't know about you with you, with your practice, but least sexy subjects. Like whenever I post on it on Instagram, it's like crickets, like nobody cares, but sleep is so important. It is like the foundation of hormone health. And if somebody is not getting not only enough sleep, but high quality sleep if they're restless if they if their sheets look like a hot mess in the morning like they and not for like the fun reason like the, it, they've been like tossing and turning all night we have to look at quality of sleep too um, so really making sure that clients and women with PCOS are sleeping better there's different supplements we can look into there's different you know routines we can talk about but those are really important and i will say that sleep can or lack of good sleep can impact our stress, our like, resiliency, how, how resilient we feel when stressors do hit, which plays into the cortisol piece, um, but also it impacts our mood. And if we're working on weight loss, I do work with clients on weight management. If we're working on weight management, weight loss, and we're not sleeping well, our body's going to crave, we're going to feel more cravings. Our body's literally looking for fuel in another source and food is that right there. Of course, like that's human nature too. Not not their fault. So, um, really diving into sleep and making sure that's optimized can help with that and also mood. Like even my like if I don't get good sleep, I'm like the grouch and like the trash can. Like I I am not a happy person. So, you know, a a big mood component, women with PCOS are, have higher rates of anxiety and depression. So that is also really key. They all kind of play a role. But, um, and yeah, that's definitely something to dive into too, if if you have PCOS to take a look at that. Um, a lot of us have a lot of fatigue issues, especially with the insulin piece, blood sugar connection, and fatigue, huge. So also making sure you're you know, taking care of the nutrition side of things to help your sleep and your, your energy levels.
0: Both Alexa and I started in the fitness industry and still, still in the fitness industry, but have transitioned more so into the nutrition sector. Um, and I think a conversation we have a lot with our clients because a lot of them are avid gym goers is explaining how yes, exercise is wonderful, but it is a stressor on our body and our body can't interpret, Oh, this is a a positive stress or a negative stress. Just like our subconscious can't interpret a a negative. So reiterating the importance of all the things of movement and exercise, but like you said, sleep and rest and nourishment, they are just as important for PCOS for fat loss, just for vitality and life. So I'm glad that you take that approach of, hey, let's talk about the things we can control, but also yeah. let's look at the things that maybe we didn't even know we could control.
1: Yes, yeah, and we or we didn't even know we're playing a role. Yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. And I think it's important to highlight that for for women with PCOS or just clients, you know, it show them how certain parts of their life they had no idea were impacting their current. Health state. Show, just illuminating that for them is so helpful. Knowledge is power. So, the more we know about our bodies and what's influencing why we're feeling a particular way, the better we are when we're talking about what route to go and what steps we're going to take to better our health. Yeah.
2: The best part about today's conversation is everything you've mentioned, obviously, is a benefit for anybody that is struggling with PCOS, but also mm-hmm. everything we mentioned today is perfect for anyone in any condition or just somebody who's looking to get healthier. I mean all around. And again, going back to it's not not a sexy cell, right? But all of these things are your health is number one. Um, yeah. and so I yeah, I just think that, that that is awesome. And Corey, so how can people where first off,
1: where are you located? How can people get a hold of
2: you? Where can they find you? Yeah.
1: Yes, basically where where my platform lives is Instagram. Um so it's The Women's Dietitian and but that handle is the same. So I have that for TikTok. My website is www.thewomensdietitian.com. Um I also have a PCOS specific supplement line that's called Vita PCOS and that can be found through my website or my Instagram too. Um that was re- that was launched last October. So that's been really fun to um, to be able to introduce and lots of, lots of great feedback on some of those products too. Um, and then I have my two PCOS programs that I run the boss Academy, which is focused on PCOS symptom mastery and weight loss. And then I have to get pregnant with PCOS, which is my, my baby. And that one I've been running since 2019 and it's just been an incredibly successful program. Um, and that one, uh, is focused on PCOS symptom management and, and fertility, optimizing fertility and off course getting pregnant with PCOS. So that's what, what I do. I live in California. I live in the middle of nowhere. So, (laughs) but I like it. I like it that way. Uh, So yeah. So that's where people can find me. Well, perfect. We
0: will make sure that we drop all of that in the show notes. So our clients can continue this conversation with you. So thank you so much for being here.
1: Yes. Thank you for having me. I really
2: appreciate it.